Fun drop episode. Man Ray. Man Ray. We are twelve. And here's to the beginning. Why, Johnny Ringo? Johnny I know exactly what I'm doing, and I can change it at any time. I'm your Huckleberry. And I'm running, came the whisper from each lip, and he's here to do some business with Incoming the Rambling Podcast, with your hosts, Conway Titty and Stoney Robbins. Welcome back, everybody. Hang on, to- I breathed weird. Oh. <laughs> what are you oh. doing? What? <laughs> Nothing. What are, you, what are you doing? Breathing. Breathing. <laughs> you good? Yes. You sure? Yes. You done over there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of the Ramblin' Podcast. You're joining us now on what are we on now? Episode 30? 30. Wow, we made it 30 whole episodes and you guys are still here. I'm your host Stony Robbins, joined as always by my sometimes funny co-host uh Conway Titty. Conway? Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's get sassy baka in here. <laughs> okay. Yay! Hi, I'm Conway Titty. Welcome in here. Stop! <laughs> Hates me. Stop. Oh, welcome back, fellow cowpokes, to more of us talking into the universe and into your ear holes. Mm. Ear holes. Mm, in your ear holes. I know a hole you could be in. Hey yo. But um No? Nope. No. Nope. Just, just nothing? Nothing. Yeah, as Stoney said, we are on another episode. Rocking and rolling for you guys. As you can tell, the title episode is Gatekeepers. Uh, you love you know them, who you are. You hate them. R one just depends. We're gonna dive into. Uh, we're gonna be particular with this episode because this gatekeeping it, it could be relatively horrendous. Um, depending on the topic, and we like to keep things lighthearted and fun, and stay away from things that are uh, you know, fairly serious in this nature. So, uh, reminder: all of this is in good fun. So, don't think anything we say too seriously. And if you do, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and that's a Conway guarantee. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, what is gatekeeping? You're like, what the fuck does that mean? Is that somebody who is a is, just puts gates together, or is the master gate builder? No, actually, 
According to Cambridge Dictionary, gatekeeping is the activity of trying to control who gets particular resources, power, or opportunities, and who does not. And in urban dictionary terms, it means to make your interests exclusive in order to protect them from becoming mainstream. Um, And that's kind of what we're going to talk about particularly in this episode is the gatekeeping uh, culture with mainstream things, um, successes, uh, pros, cons, goods, and bads um, of gatekeeping interests, which I believe gatekeeping is important when it comes to interests and keeping things from mainstream. And I will give you many good reasons, in my opinion, of why I think it is a good sometimes, uh, but also when it is bad but mostly good it depends i've got mixed emotions about it because some things like i 100 percent get i'm like i kind of want to gatekeep this because i don't want it to get ruined but then there's other parts of me that's like don't don't hide out good resources you know what i mean i'm saying we're not really talking about resources or anything like that we're sticking to like our interests becoming mainstream right yeah so first and foremost a very big requested topic is music Gatekeeping music to me is, I think, important. I, I think don't. I think gatekeeping <laughs> music is important. And Sony, you can go ahead and do your side of the court of why you think it's don'ts, and I'll give you reasons of why I think it is important. Okay, so my big reason on don'ts is because there's so many bands out there that get left undiscovered purely because they don't have anything like they don't have a whole lot of publicity they don't which, have which i agree I a agree lot of on fans and stuff like that it's like if i can even what little bit me saying like hey this band's really cool might do it's so hang on before, before you get into it i'm not from my side is like i'm not talking about the musician aspect of gatekeeping i'm talking about the fan aspect of gatekeeping which yes i can so see like your, i, can I see feel like i feel like gatekeeping so your, your yours is I understand your point too is like gatekeeping is bad because we want the musicians to make the most money, people we like, we want them to have success, et cetera. I agree with that. Continue. Yeah. So with with that, it helps like that little bit of exposure might go such a long way, especially with smaller bands. And like I would hate to see like an amazing band just get passed up with almost no opportunity purely because they're just unknown. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, and then like, I think the other part of it is more on the side that you just explained, like the, uh, monetary side and stuff like that. Cause it's like, well, I, if they get more money, that means they can make more stuff and blah, 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 blah. That whole, their that whole, life yeah. is better. They're not, yeah. you know, busking on the streets. Like yeah, we've they're, seen it they're getting, getting money and actually getting to like live their life to do what they like. You see it time and time again, that famous musicians spend a majority of their life busking on the street or spending years working really hard on albums and music to go unnoticed or to just have their regular loyal fan base, right? Yes. When I think gatekeeping is good, um, and this is where I'm going to get into it, is I think it's good for reasons when it comes to the fan base. And I'll say it because fan, like... A good fan base with a really good artist can be ruined very quickly. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. So the many examples that I wrote down that we're going to get into is ticket prices, venues, sold out anything, and scalpers. Yep. 
That's going to be one section we're going to talk about. Um, So, for example, you have said artist who you've been listening to for a while now slowly start becoming more known. It's wonderful the artist. You want the people in the band to have that opportunity, the artist to have the opportunity, them to get to what they deserve. All for that. Then you start having them not be able to play at venues anymore. Also, really okay. That's totally fine to go from selling out venues to selling out stadiums. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Gross. The thing, nothing wrong with it on the artist side. Like they're living the dream. Good for them. As a fan side, it is so hard to pay hundreds of dollars because scalpers and, you know, everyone hates fucking Ticketmaster. Fuck Ticketmaster or any other big ticket companies that sell out people's shows in two minutes with yeah, so scalpers and bots. The, the so the scalpers prices. can mark them for like $1,300 yep. for a ticket that's still in the like middle nosebead section. You know what I mean? Like we've seen this all happen. I mean, there's countless of particular people you can think of who do this, but let's just, you know, example of like, that's why I think gatekeeping is good. You don't have, you get the artist famous enough. The artist is allowed to be famous enough because they worked very, very hard for it. They deserve it. But they're not famous enough to where it's causing scalpers. I mean, there's going to be scalpers in everything for any event, no matter how big or small it is. That's just how it works. But gatekeeping it enough to where you're not paying $500 for a same seat you could get at a venue that is not half the size, but oh, not as big as a stadium, but still a pretty big venue. And I feel like when it comes to us watching people that we like, I will not go to a stadium show. I don't like going to stadium shows. I like to wait till the artist is at a bigger-ish venue. Because I know they're not going to be able to, they can't get into any of the smaller venues anymore, right? Like, that's, that's impossible. You know what I mean? But I hate stadium venues. I don't like that I, you can barely see half the time. I don't like that you can barely hear because 95% of it is people screaming because they're so excited. Or the acoustics are not right because you're either outdoor, you're inside, you're staring at a screen the whole time. Like, you're not enjoying a show anymore at that point, in my opinion. And I think that's where it gets a little wonky is like it's awesome to have people play stadiums and to sell out and like good for that but it's like i'm not a person who will go to stadium shows because i just don't find them as enjoyable as a little bit of a bigger venue but not a stadium but in that little in-between moments when they play there and that's coming from like my personal experiences of like watching people at stadiums watching people at smaller venues watching people at medium venues bigger venues like we're not new to the country or the the concert aspects. We're not new to that. It's more of just like the environment is also what can make the concert really good or really bad. You know what I mean? My thing that I hate the most with like those big ticketing things and why I I can see to a certain point where you're saying is like the artists will sell those tickets individually themselves for like 25, 30, maybe up to $50. Yeah. No artist is going out of their way to sell their tickets for over $100 on their own, you know, whim. 
and like not even that, but the most the of them are like, fees. yeah, 20, 25 bucks. Yeah, it's, that's where the extra money is, is all the fees. So like you're, they bought the tickets from the artist directly for X amount of dollars. And then they turn around and like double the ticket price purely because of, and then double fees, the fees, to make charges. The fees. They, they double the ticket price. Cause that's just what they do to make their profit, which is understandable. Yeah. Get that. But then they $25 ticket ends up being like, 75 80 bucks and it's like yeah because they're they're not only doubling the ticket yeah they're not only doubling the ticket but then your the ticket fees uh or the price of the fees is the price for one of the tickets like it's just it's so fucking weird nowadays like this culture and day and age sucks ass right now yeah like i i I miss going and picking up tickets like buying tickets which you can you can it's just limited sometimes yeah but it's we're at the point where everything is so technologically based that like if you find venues that have tickets at the door still like that's a great thing (laughs) yeah oh yeah oh yeah i keep most of ours that we do anyway so that also kind of whatever i said where the environment and the venue and how big something is depends on your experience of that said concert yeah it might even change how you look at a band even of no, I don't even mean in, in, in the band. I'm talking about just the environment. Like no, no, I'm talking about because you're talking about the arenas versus like kind of a smaller venue, which I, you, me, and you are a lot in the same that we would rather it be a more smaller venue or at the very least more intimate than like an arena because like arenas one, you like you said the acoustics could sound different. Like it could even change People your opinion screaming. on on how you like a band purely because like you didn't get the best experience because you were in such a massive venue. Yes. And that goes like that goes with it too. My also thing, which I'm going to the, ne- the next part of this little section that you guys can hate or, or love me for, is the types of fans that go to these shows once a artist gets mainstream. Once an artist starts getting popular, you start. The loyal crowd is still there. The crowd that's been there for a while that listens to the music has been there. What you know, quote unquote, gatekeepers. The people that are really there for the music are there for the music. Um, but we had the, we have this problem nine times out of ten, which whatever concert we go to, this is happening. Um, I have not been in this day and age yet to a concert where there's not people talking during the entire fucking set. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. That will not shut the fuck up. That is, like, one of our biggest pet peeves when we go there. And, like, I get it. You're with your friends, whatever. But, like, if it is the like... artist is playing a song that is specifically a quieter song, maybe don't have a full screaming conversation it also hang on it also depends on the type of genre of the music if it's metal like it's mainly going to be hyped up all the time you're gonna be talking you're not gonna be able to hear what people are saying anyways um but for example we're gonna use our example we went to see culture wall at a venue it's a big venue it's a well-known venue um it was really fun on the aspect of oh my god we're gonna go see culture wall for the first time he finally is coming you know on tour again after not being on tour for years um and we are so excited about it and we have you know it's standing room that's about normal you're expected people to be around you it ended up being like a packed show it was a sold out show yeah um the good side is great music absolutely amazing the downside i wanted to punch everyone around us i wanted the crowd to sucked bro i felt so bad for that camp i felt so bad for the people on stage 
playing their hearts out, doing their thing after, like I said, not being on tour for three fucking years. Yeah, with the crowd, the crowd sucked. They oh were, my fucking god! It was just were, ugh. it was because everyone culture walls is this big thing now, and that's okay. We love that for him. I love that he's sticking to his roots and doing what he says. It's the type of people that go to these shows because they heard sleeping on the blacktop one fucking time. Right. One time. And then they want to talk through the entire fucking show until it gets to that one song so they can kind of sing the chorus drunkenly with their 75 friends. Yeah. That, that was are all drunk. He was playing... He was playing a lot more songs than most people would even know. He played a lot of his new stuff. He played a lot yeah. of old Western covers, which if you are a true fan of Coulter Wall, you would know majority of these songs in a sense of you appreciate old Western culture. You appreciate country music. You appreciate, like, if you're there for that artist, you appreciate music. If you're there for the one fucking, hey, darling, I'm not back time. I, if you're okay, there for that, okay. Jesus, fuck. Like, when I tell you, there was nothing that made me more angry than when he was, like, sitting there talking about, like, music being his passion and whatever else he was, you know, saying about. You yeah, know, he was talking from his heart and everyone this, this song, up. This song is for, you know, so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, just I wrote this because of blah, blah, blah. You know, when artists do that, when they, like, have a little moment with the crowd, you know the people that are sitting there listening, and then you can just hear the loud-ass motherfuckers that are having a full conversation talking about Bobby Joe and, you know, Jillian over there. I had this over that. It's a bad shot, la, la. Like, literally... In that tone of voice, talking so loud because they're so drunk. And even if they weren't drunk, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, that is where I will gatekeep 100%. Like, fuck Yeah, a lot of people ball. don't have concert etiquette anymore. No, that's that's a big thing of it is, like, you, you see all these people who one song of theirs get popular on TikTok. Um, and it leads into people like that go into shows and ruin it for the fans that are sitting there actually trying to listen, ruining the vibes for the musicians on stage. Cause they can hear it too. Even though they have in-ears in, you can still hear when you're like speaking quietly and you're just playing like a few chords and there's nothing else in the room. You can still hear Becky Joe over there laughing her fucking dick off. Like I just, it's obnoxious and it's the same. It also goes the same reason with like Tyler Childers. He has, has many hits and a lot of people only know, one particular song and it's feathered indians and now since um his new album came out the only chorus people know is i don't know the laws of man to tell me what i ought to do you know that part that's the only like kind of things people know right if they don't know much about tyler childers but they're gonna go to this concert because he's popular and as people we gravitate mo gra most of the time gravitate <laughs> most of the time gravitate to what's popular because it's cool and i think that's so fucking ridiculous so not only are you having these people add these tyler Childers songs there are people who leave these concerts there's so many videos of these fucking dweebs who leave the concert because he's not playing what you want to hear and he's not playing it seven times in a row. Like, suck a dick. Fuck you. Like, go get, go touch grass. It, it bothers the shit out of me. Is like, and those are the people that are buying the tickets out the outrageous prices and making the prices even go up more each time. And then the people who really want to go to the fucking concerts can't afford it.
The ones that won't talk during the concerts, the ones that will mind their business and shut the fuck up and sing along when they're supposed to, that are actually there to listen and have a good time. I fucking hate, more than anything, people talking during these goddamn shows. I am so sick of going to these concerts, and it is groups of basically children and sometimes grown adults, grown men, that are just only there to get drunk. It, when you are Also, when you are not at a honky-tonk, for example, Billy Bob's is a honky-tonk. There is a section, and area to be able to listen to music, and there's a whole back half for the bar and the pool tables and everything like that, right? You can talk during that. There's sections for it. It doesn't radiate into the front part where you're trying to listen to music, correct? Sure. You're going to an actual concert venue that there is not that. It's drinks, a drink line like normal every other menu venue has. There's not a dance floor. There's not all this area to, like, mingle. You're there to stand front and center to watch an artist. Why in the fuck did you pay $200 to sit and talk to Becky Joe about how Chad doesn't like that your hair is blonde anymore? I'm so sick of hearing it. So I find it, I just find it crazy as a human being. Why would you pay so much money to talk through a whole show? You know what I mean? Like if you, you could go to any other bar at any other time and not spend $200 on somebody. But even like for me, it's like, I feel like I got to know more songs to spend money on a person at a concert. Does that make sense? Like I love going to a, a, a concert that I have no idea what it is. Like I think that's really fun. But if it's like, a bigger artist, and I'm like, I don't really know that much about them, nor I don't, like, it's not a genre I like that much or, like, vibe with that much. There's no way I'm paying $200 to sing a TikTok chorus. Yeah, I get To that. hear that out loud, you know what I mean? And that's a big thing with, like I said, with all these TikTok musicians up and coming, too, is, like, they have a one-hit wonder on TikTok, and then the music industry cogs get up in it, and it's money, 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 throw them out on these big fucking festivals and it's just kind of like people are kind of moving but still talking and then like the one song that is popular the people do the stupid dance in the audience and then they like sing the one part of the chorus that's yeah. it the little eight seconds but i couldn't imagine paying that much money when it's not at a festival or anything like that like paying that much money just to go to a singular concert yeah I it's mind-blowing i i I'm, I'm right there with you i mean like I couldn't imagine spending like thousands of dollars and not being at least a avid fan, not even necessarily like a hardcore fan because I get it. Some people are uh, a decent fan of somebody and they have money. Uh, so they want to have a better experience. I get that. But like for only knowing one, maybe two songs, I could definitely see that in where you're coming from in the gatekeep idea. Um, and then uh, I, I hate it because it's just like, why would it's you double spend, sword? Why would you spend so much money for something you know next to nothing about? But at the same time, it's good in a sense because it helps the artist. Yeah, but it also doesn't because half of the money's going to do that. You know what you can do to help the artist guys? Buy merch. Buy merch. Merch Buy goes to hundred percent unless the venue sucks and they try to take part portion of the merch yeah, sales. Which then, if they do, fuck them. Then fuck them. BJ Barnum said it best where he said, Fuck all the people that all the venues that take money. Yep. America Aquarium for you guys. <laughs> yep. Um, but I was at the show. It was great. <laughs> but what what I'm saying is like, I just 
as a fan of many types of music and all kinds of things, I just don't find it fair. Like as a fan, I don't find it fair to the artist, the people who work really hard and work their asses off to play to a bunch of crowds. I mean, you're getting paid either way and I get it, but like, like I said, there was nothing worse than seeing, like I said, watching Colter Wall talk from his heart and just hearing the conversation so loudly. And you could see other people in the crowd like turn and look at these people. Like, oh, yeah, it was public it shaming. It was very back. noticeable because, like, there was a there was a group not necessarily right next to us, but they were near us to where we could hear them. And like, all the people we were around were just were like, like, "Shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up!" Like, they were be like, everyone around us was like pissed as. Oh well. yeah, we started like everyone started getting like annoyed with them, and eventually they all left like halfway through the show because they just didn't care to be there. They were like, "I'm drunk. Let's go bar hop." Yeah, and I was like, I couldn't imagine spending you know a hundred dollars on a ticket. Yeah. Because those were not, yeah, each, because those were not cheap. That was not a cheap show to go to. Yeah. But what I'm saying, though, is like if you want to support an artist and you love that they're mainstream, that's fantastic. But get their merch. It also sucks for the other thing when merch sells out. That shit yeah, sucks. That does suck too. Like, and it's like, damn, I wanted that one. But I, it's at the same time, it's, it's a good it's thing good. for them. It's good. I love, see, that's the part I will not gatekeep. I will not gatekeep merch. I will not gatekeep musicians' actual goods. I oh will yeah, we tag everything. <laughs> I, I will gatekeep the fuck out of ticket prices. Fuck you, Ticketmaster. Stay the way. Stay away from everybody. Like fuck you guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but you want to know where we got something? Oh, we'll be the first ones to tell. I'll be you. the first one to tell you. Which brings us to the next topic. Now that I will let my blood simmer down because that this topic, like that whole thing, just makes me so violently angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to see Conway pissed off, stand next to me while people are talking at a concert. I will. I won't be not like I'm not nice. I won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I will make it known that you are being annoying. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that brings us to the next next topic of like merch sold out is uh clothing and jewelry uh, or just items like that. Like you know, like from an an artist it does not have to be right. a musician, artist, a designer, anything like that. I also think this is a double edged sword when it comes. Yeah, because we want them to grow like the creator. But it sucks because now they've got all these things and it's like, holy shit, they went from just letting out a design to now I'm completely swamped. Oh, fuck, and what am I going to do? So this, yes, that brings me to my point of like this particularly happens with small businesses. It happens very often is say something will go viral on TikTok that somebody made. That I feel so every time I see something like that, I feel so bad for the owner. So bad. Because not only here are all the things that go wrong with that is like, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like for me, if one of our designs were to like go viral on TikTok or just viral anywhere in a sense of like a lot of people, like say, say our, you know, raising hell with the goths and cowboys shirt somehow magically tells so much. That makes me so nervous because not only are you having this giant influx of customers immediately, like practically mm -hmm. overnight, you have the complaints that are going to come with it. Yeah. You have the shitty customers that are like, where's my shit? And it's uh, like, yeah, a day after they order it, thinking that no, two hours after yeah. they order it. Yes. That, that part I a hundred percent. I know. Cause that I, is so annoying. Cause we're just like, you just bought it. It, it. You can't just, we're not Amazon. We don't have the ability to, you know, ship overnight without paying, you know, $50 for something that weighs less than a pound. Like My, it's, it's stuff like that, that that's the part I get. I'm right there with you. I can hundred yeah. percent understand that. 
Um, and that the thing that happens a lot too is like, for example, you have something that's like that, the uptick in customers, the uptick in rudeness of customers who expect you, like Stoney said, to be able to ship that out 10 seconds after they ordered it and have it arrive in their doorstep like that, like Amazon. These giant multi-billion dollar corporations. We have been spoiled as society um, that expect everything to be fast and here and cheap. Right which, just now. Which comes to my second point of, all right, this wonderful design that I you made goes viral. The owner's getting this overwhelming uptick in customers. Everything is sold out. Everything is sold out. So now they're having to catch up on the orders, which is fantastic for them. That's, that means they're making money. But now they also have to order more things to keep up with the more customers that are doing yep. that. Then everyone starts complaining that everything's sold out and blah, blah, blah. Then they start creating the design themselves. Yep, or and that's where you get, start, you get the ripoffs. Or they start going to someone else and be like, hey, can you make this for me? Or they go to themselves and say, I could do this too. Yep. And then that's where you get the chain of copycats in a sense of just stealing and taking stealing the design and and just, a little bit just a little bit yep it then happens all the time you not only have small businesses against small businesses then you have the fast fashion entire subcategory that goes on there is with sheen and amazon and all of these big companies they will look at a design copy it exactly then make it half as cheap and twice as fast so now that person who doesn't want to pay you know forty dollars for something on somebody's website that's a small business that pays their bills with that money keeps the food on their table they're gonna go spend twenty dollars on amazon or sheen or any of these other fast fashion fucking companies so some kid in a sweatshop halfway across the country can make for pennies on the dollar and then that corporation sells it for $20 yet selling hundreds of thousands of them. No problem. And that doesn't even go to anybody and that's fucked in its own self. <laughs> that's fucked in its own self. It is. It's, I, I, it's good. It's that double-edged sword. You want that small business to sell out. You want them to do good. You want them to be that. But then I know on the, as, as an owner side of it, you're overwhelmed and you're going to feel bad trying to keep up and be like, okay, sorry guys. Like these are going to take an extra couple of weeks. And then customers are getting mad and wanting refunds and being like, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. And people are oh, so impatient with that also because we're spoiled. Yep, because you're like, oh, you're out of stock. I already paid for it. I want a full refund. And then not only are you fighting, because in a lot of these small businesses, they're having to pay for all of this to be made. And then they buy all this stuff, and that a lot of the times, you know, covers the cost and maybe makes a little bit of money. But as you get that exposure and it goes up like that, then you have a whole wave of chargebacks and all kinds of extra stuff that do nothing but kind of fuck them in the long run. You're just like, wow, just because everyone is so... I don't, I guess entitled is the easiest way to put it because we've just gotten so used to how big corporations run things. Yeah. Um, like I said, spoiled. It's, it's that the fast fashion, fast shipping, fast everything. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I want now, 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 now. I don't have time to wait. Yeah. And because how, how much our society is, it's and not then, even just fast fashion. It's like 
light speed fashion because you'll see something on TikTok and then like a week later you'll never see it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that also goes hand in hand with the keeping up with the Joneses aspect. Something's viral on TikTok. Oh, Becky Joe has to have it immediately because Sarah also has it. And then, you know, that that goes in hand in hand with like them also being gatekeepers, being like, I'm not telling you where it's at, even though it's, you know, something from literally Amazon. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it's that keeping up too. It's like, I got to have it and I got to have it now because so-and-so has it. I must need it right now. Like I said, which in turn fucks up, fucks the owner over majorly every time. So I think if you're going to support small businesses, support small businesses with love. If there, if, if there's a tipping option, always tip, always tip with small businesses. If you know, always be patient with small businesses. A lot of these small businesses, businesses are a one run person. They don't have anybody else but themselves, which is very true. Some of them yeah. have, you know, a couple of people, but those people are, are, are probably aren't getting paid. They're probably, you know, helping their friend with their business until they have the money to be able to pay them. You know what I mean? Like you gotta realize that be patient and kind to these small businesses. Like they're packing the shit with love. If they get it wrong, be nice. Don't be a dick about it. Like they probably feel twice worse than you would getting something wrong. They probably yeah, and they probably packed it. a bunch of orders that day. So, I mean, it's human error. We don't have machines to do any of this. Exactly. 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 Like, Amazon still gets shit wrong. Literally. Yeah. And then if that's wrong, everyone's like, oh, I'll just call customer support, blah, 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 blah. Think of it Your like customer that. Customer support <laughs> is the customer, but don't be a bitch about it. The customer support is still that business owner. You know what I yep. mean? Like, yep. Everything that that business does is usually done by one person. Be nice when it comes to that and don't expect it immediately take your like let it just get there when it gets there you guys would never survive in colonial colonial times fucking snail mail you guys would not survive taking a month to send one letter like chill out we have the internet and like go watch a fucking tiktok video while you wait for your order <laughs> go go touch grass while you wait for your order it, it's I think it's so frustrating. Like I said, as a business owner too, it's like there's nothing worse than rude customers. There's nothing worse. It's like I get if the person's like, oh, I'll have it there, and then it's not there. And then you're like, you wait a week or two, and then you're like, hey, where's my stuff? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. And then like a month later, and you never got like, fuck those people. Fuck the business people that literally skip and scam people. We're not talking about them. We're talking to the people that like, take time especially when it comes to handmade stuff especially not even just like t-shirts right or printing when it comes to like jewelry like handmade jewelry or beads or purses or anything like that like leather work y'all fucking be patient do you want it to look good or do you want it to look like it's good or want it to fall apart in 20 seconds like the fast fashion does do you want to be able to wear it more than once like you guys gotta make up your mind here you know what i mean I just I I think that's the part of the gatekeeping that I appreciate is like it, I like the smaller businesses and I want them to have success, but I also don't want it to get too overwhelming for them. I want it to gradually grow in a good pace for them to keep up so they don't feel overwhelmed. So they're not getting 20,000 rude customers and their messages are overflowing because no one can answer 20,000 messages in one day. Yep. You know what I mean? Very true. Plus doing the orders and making crafts and like, I I just, I have an appreciation for artists in general, no matter what kind. 
and I feel like the world needs to have a better aspect of it and not complain about the fucking prices. Don't complain about something handmade. If the artist thinks that that's how much it should be, then that's how much it should be. Art is subjective, you know? Value is subjective to whoever deems it valuable. It's the same thing with life in general. I just, I th wish as a society we would realize that, like, it's not that fucking serious all of the time. You don't need to have it right away. Art is beautiful. Music is great. Take the time to appreciate it. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Clicks on RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> this was a very uh, Conway-centered episode. It's <laughs> Conway-centered because, like, you could throw it in anyways. I just have strong opinions on it. I know, and you, your you opinions, like, your opinions are a lot stronger than mine are. Yeah, I was like, Sony has opinions, but I am very opinionated when it comes to like things that I really am passionate about. And Stony loves the research videos more. <laughs> I do. I I like those better than the freeform ones he because the freeform ones you gotta think. I have to think on the spot, and I'm not very good at that. <laughs> Me, so I can ramble the, for hours with, as you guys. Yeah, know. she can ramble, and I can ramble too. But it has to be about things that are like. RuneScape. Exactly. No, not. I'm talking about like this is a topic that you are very passionate about. This is yes. one that I have certain things about it I'm passionate about, but I'm nowhere near yeah. Yeah. like you are. Yeah. Well, it's just like I've just seen it. It's just too personal for me. You know? Yeah, I completely understand it. That's why. Most of my friends are creatives and artists. So it's like they deserve the world that isn't a fucking chaos machine. Yeah, I they agree. Just, they deserve the popularity and the world of the Chaos Machine, but they don't deserve the downside of the Chaos Machine. You know? I completely understand you. But yeah, if you're a creative or a small business owner out there, I appreciate you. Just know. And if you guys do have stuff, let me know. Send it to us. I always like purchasing things from small businesses if I'm interested in them. Don't feel bad if I'm not. You know, don't. It happens. But, you know. Get yourself out there. But uh, if, if you do ever get overwhelmed with it, just know, like, fuck people. Yeah, yeah, always, 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 always remember that. Like, if you do get overwhelmed with orders or anything like that, just remember, like, fuck people. Like, if they're, if they're going to be bitchy and impatient, do you really want them as a customer? Do you think that person's going to appreciate it? You know? Like, I get pay bills, but, like, pack their order last. <laughs> fuck people who gives a shit you do you <laughs> don't do that don't say that <laughs> we're not we're not advertising malpractice here i'm not i was just saying fuck people you know yeah, shit in their box and send it to them do that don't too. do that don't do that for <laughs> legal kidding. reasons this is, this is a joke kidding. for legal reasons this is a joke. It's a joke it's all a joke don't i'm not i'm not condoning that behavior i just meant metaphor like in your mind, imagine metaphorically, Metaphor metaphorically shit in a box, <laughs> metaphorically shit in a box and pretend to send it to them in your mind. Hypothetically, shit hypothetically box. shit in a box and send it to them. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, I think my little rant about this topic is over. I know this wasn't a very long of an episode, but you're probably like, God, Conway, take a breath. Go breathe. Yes, that's that's Keep where the audience probably is. I'm just uh, I'm just chilling over here, letting her uh, air her grievances. <laughs> Intense episode. <laughs> but yeah, gatekeeping, good and bad, just depends on the topic. Honestly.
But if you're one of those, um, excuse me. Yeah, I'm, don't be a dick about it. Yeah, don't be a dick. Fuck those people. I'm not a dick about it. I'm not going to say like, hey, you can't do that. That's stupid. Don't it's be the dudes that. who are like, tell me, oh, you like that band? Tell me five songs by them now. I Go. will punch you in the fucking nuts. God, get wrecked. Stupid. Get wrecked, nerd. Get wrecked, fucking idiot. Why don't you just like... Yeah, fucking just... God! <laughs> just a bunch of big old dummy dumb farts. Bunch of... That's what you guys are if you're like that. Idiots. Bunch of We're fucking bakas. playing with the stupid soundboards now. <laughs> but, just a bunch of bakas. Bunch of sussy bakas. Sussy. Anyways. Yeah, enough of me ranting. I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of the Ramblin' Podcast. Uh, this has Stoney. been the Conway Titty Show featuring Stony Robbins <laughs> this week. Probably. Um, uh, I'm gonna put a little stop sign. That's our secret passcode for this week. That it's could be that could be the name of this episode. Not even Gatekeepers. You can literally just title it the Conway Titty Show featuring. No, it would be so funny. No, if. You guys have made it all the way through. Congratulations. The secret passcode this week is a little stop sign. Just put a little stop sign. For uh, gatekeeping. For gatekeeping. Stop the gatekeepers. Tell them all to fuck off. But also, tell the people who suck at life to fuck off too. Um, anyway, Stony, where can the good people find you? They can find me everywhere at StonyRobbins underscore. And what about Conway Titith? You can find me at ConwayTitty.com. That is ConwayTitty.com. You can find all my links there. Um, if you want to shop, get yourself a cool shirt. We got plenty of those, some rad designs. Uh, don't gatekeep my stuff, guys. I will haunt your dreams, okay? Um, it's for everybody. EA, sports, it's in the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of games, if you want to watch this on stream, we play plenty of that. Come, come so you watch. said you just went to EA Sports. I got a segue. I don't know. Just <laughs> EA Sport in the game. Anyways, e -E -E -E. <laughs> oh, anyways, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, night, morning, whatever the fuck you're listening to this. Stay hydrated, get some rest, and we'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye.